0: part of doing a podcast is making the best use of a snow day. The roads are slick as shit, I've been told. So today, instead of going and doing my real life thing, I'm gonna sit here and record some stuff. So, here we are. Welcome to Red Leg Revolution, a show about community. I'm C-Dubs, your regular host. I figure you're probably used to my voice by now if you're a regular listener. And if not, enjoy the Oral pleasure, A-U-R-A-L, of listening to me. So yeah, like I said, this is a show about community, and today we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, sports ball, football, yeah! Okay, well not really. I mean, I may throw in some of my general opinions about football, but I'm not trying to alienate any listeners, but what we are going to talk about is... The local team, the Kansas City Chiefs, and why they should change their name. The Chiefs won Super Bowl Sunday, last Sunday. That will be the second win in like three years. The team's apparently doing real good. First off, I, I guess I should preface this with, I do know how to play football. I enjoy watching football occasionally, but I've never been a big football fan in general. I much prefer watching baseball to help me connect with everyone else who likes baseball it's a nice little divide or thing that unifies us over our political divides but again i have a lot of issues with pro sports we're not going to get into most of them here but we will talk about the kansas city chiefs so yeah they've been they've been doing good lately Apparently, I've been told. I just know when they make it to the Super Bowl because no one will shut up about it. And every time they make it to a Super Bowl, and during the seasons that they don't go all the way to the Super Bowl, there's an ongoing conversation about the name the Kansas City Chiefs. And so why is that? I think most of my listeners already have a pretty good idea of why that is and i'm just kind of touching on it for my own opinions as a white man from Kansas City originally and why i think that the name is probably not a good thing i do not have a script for this one i am this is one of those where i'm just freeballing it with my notes i do have some scripts i'm working on that i will be having some guests on for and in the future but for today and to try to keep this production schedule but so far i've been doing really good at we're going to talk about this let's start with what is cultural appropriation i think you all have heard that phrase before dictionary.com defines it as the unacknowledged or inappropriate adoption of the customs practices ideas etc of one people of society by members of another and typically more dominant people or society Quote, His dreadlocks were widely criticized as another example of cultural appropriation. End quote. So, apparently, there are four types of cultural appropriation. From onlinelibrary.wiley.com, the four types of cultural appropriation are defined as the use of a culture's symbols, artifacts, genres, rituals, or technologies by members of another culture. Cultural appropriation can be placed into four categories. Exchange, Dominance, Exploitation, and Transculturation. That's an interesting word. Transculturation. The chief's name is going to fall into the exploitation category, mainly because I do not know what transculturation means. But I do know what exploitation means. And that's what we're doing with the name chiefs. Before we get into how exactly that is, I want to talk about the history of the name, the Kansas City Chiefs. So, from wikipedia.com, which I know it's Wikipedia, but shit, if there's anything questionable in this, you know, there's a lot of other documentation to pack it up. So, wikipedia.com. The Kansas City Chiefs is one of the professional sports teams involved in the controversy regarding the use of Native American names and imagery, but received less attention than other teams until 2013, when bad behavior at games, including stereotypical headdresses, face paint, performing a war chant, and the tomahawk chop became more publicly known. Protests by change advocates intensified following the name change of the Washington Commanders and the Cleveland Guardians. In addition, the Chiefs have been highly visible due to their participation in the Super Bowl in 2019, 2020, and 2022. Native American groups once again demonstrated outside the stadium during the last Super Bowl. So, the history of the name. The Kansas City Chiefs was the last professional sports team in the United States to adopt a name or logo referencing Native Americans, although indirectly. In 1963, the Dallas Texans were renamed the Chiefs in honor of Kansas City Mayor Harold Rowe Bartle, who was instrumental in relocating the team to Kansas City, Missouri. Bartle had been nicknamed Chief as founder of the tribe of Say, a Boy Scout honor camping society. So let's talk about Bartle's Tribe of say and how huh, he got the name Chief, right? So to talk about this, we're going to go back to uh, Indian Country News, ictnews.org by Vincent Schilling in an article on September 17th, 2019, entitled The Tribe of say Dance Team Regularly Perform in Native Style Regalia. So, quote, the tribe of Mycosay, as described on their website at org, which also posts the emblem of the Boy Scouts of America and state that they are a proud partner, are the honor camping society of Camp Geiger, Pony Express Council, and the Boy Scouts of America, and that its ceremonies, customs, and tradition are loosely based on the folklore of the American Indian. So, I want to stop right there. Are loosely based on the folklore of the American Indian. That line says a lot to me, because... I study a lot of indigenous stuff, whether it's history, culture, all that. And I am acutely aware that Native Americans, just like white people or black people or Asian people, aren't a monolith. There is no folklore of the American Indian. They each have different folklore, right? There are different stories. I have a book that I love to read about there that's a collection of Native creation stories and such. And they're all different. Yes, they have common themes, like every human civilization in existence, but they're all different. And to even consider all the different tribes and social groups as one is kind of fucked up when you think about it. So, let's go back to that article. Quote, the About page of the Tribe of mykose states, By blending the spirit and pride of the American Indian with the ideals and objectives of the Boy Scouts of America, the Tribe of Mykosei endeavors to prolong the scouting adventure with a historical theme that has held the attention and captured the imagination of boys and men alike for many generations. Its purpose is to reinforce the principles of the Scout Oath and Law and to foster continued participation in scouting. So I wanted to stop here real quick because I was never a Boy Scout. I went to one meeting. Actually, the day the Berlin Wall fell. Interesting story. But I went to one meeting, and I vaguely remember the Scout Oath. And I want to touch on that real quick because they're talking about how they're honoring natives and meshing their ideas with native culture, right? So the Boy Scout Oath. On my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country and to obey the scout law to help other people at all times to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. I'm not even going to get into scout law. On my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country. Maybe that's kind of fucked up, okay? Your country in America, if you are a Boy Scout, is... A genociding imperialist country that literally wiped out a large portion of Native Americans in our expansionist colonialist way to make the sea the shining sea bullshit, right? So that's pretty fucked up. And then you add in the duty to my go- or to God, not even my God, to God, which is obviously the Judeo-Christian God because first off, it's monotheistic. There's, they're only referencing one God. It's not a polytheistic view, which a lot of natives had that view. And the Boy Scouts were started in like the 20s. So we're talking, there was a good 60, 70 years where natives were not legally allowed and were in fact essentially tortured if they practiced their native religions There's that whole history of assimilation tied up into, you know, Native history and the fact that the the Micose tribe is trying to tie together Boy Scout thought with indigenous history is kind of fucked up because there's, again, a long history of white people in the name of their god oppressing and murdering and torturing and raping indigenous people. So it's kind of messed up that they put those together. Let's go ahead and go back to that article. Quote, Though the Order of the Arrow is more of a secret-based honor society of the Boy Scouts of America, the tribe of Mycosay is much more pronounced in the public eye. The Maikosei was founded in 1925 under the leadership of H.R. Bartle, a former scouting leader for the Cheyenne Council of Boy Scouts in Casper, Wyoming, that claimed he was inducted into a local tribe of the Arapaho people. According to a traditional Maikosei legend, Bartle was also given the name Chief Lone Bear by an Arapaho chief. Due to Bartle's desire to bring his version of Native American culture to scouts, he took over a pre-existing camp society called the Manhaka. He used his experience with local tribes, such as the northern Arapaho and eastern Shoshone, in creating the tribe of Mykose. As the leader of the tribe of Mykose, Bartle became Chief, a nickname he carried for his life. As Chief, Bartle conducted ceremonies on new members by placing an eagle claw around their neck and giving them a native name. The became wildly popular, increased camp attendance, and scout summer camps by young men <coughs> who wished to incorporate Native American traditions into their scout activities. In 1928, Bartle was named the Scout Executive of the Kansas City Area Council, and Micose had become so successful other Micose camps were formed. So you can obviously see how the whole, like, Bartle was known as chief, and that's why the Kansas City chiefs are called that, you can totally see why that is not a good argument to, to jump to to try to say that it is in fact a good name. The fact that Bartle's name, Chief, came from the quote-unquote tribe of Maikose, that alone makes it a problem, right? Even without any of the other stuff we're going to talk about, I see a lot on online discourse, people will be like, oh, well, it's named after Bartle, and he was known as Chief. And I'm like, yeah, do you know why he was known as Chief? Because that's that's kind of important if you're bringing that up. So, let's go back to this Wikipedia article, which is the Kansas City Chief's name controversy, if you want to look it up. So, Mascots and Traditions. In 1989, the Chiefs switched from Warpaint, a pinto horse ridden by a man in a feathered headdress, to their current mascot, Casey Wolf. Warpaint returned in 2009, but was ridden by a cheerleader. In July 2021, Warpaint was again retired, the team president stating that this is the right thing to do at this time. Okay, there's some questionable choices there. Uh, The headdress, the feathered headdress that we associate with the Plains tribes was a war bonnet. Not anybody got those, you know. You had to go perform good feats in war. You had to count a lot of coup. You had to look out for your comrades and your fellow warriors to get that headdress. So the fact that not only there were cheerleaders and mascots wearing it, but white fans wear it (laughs) Kind of disrespectful. We have this thing in American culture where if I, a non-veteran, go to a coffee shop and get a veteran's discount, they call that stolen valor. It's actually a crime, I believe, to pretend you were in the military if you weren't. So we theoretically respect our military if there are imperial military, but we allow people to steal the valor of the Plains tribes that utilize that headdress. So again... That's why it's appropriation. So back to that Wikipedia write-up. The emergence of the controversy. Following the appearance in the Kansas City Star of photographs of fans attending an October 2013 game, wearing feathers and war paint, and doing the tomahawk chop, numerous Native Americans submitted complaints to the publication. One caller, who was especially upset that the photographs were published on Columbus Day, check out our Columbus Day episode, described the image as... Mockery and racist. Writing for the Star's public editor column, Derek Donovan explained that he found the complaints reasonable and suggested that the newspaper depict other colorful, interesting people in the crowd. The Star reported in early August 2014 that the team's management was planning discussions with some Native American groups to find a non-confrontational way to eliminate or at least reduce offensive behavior. Amanda Blackhorse of the Dean tribe Diné? Diné? Um, Christ, I can read some things very well, and then I don't know how the hell pronunciation symbols work. And I've only ever read that tribe name, so uh, no disrespect to the Dine Tribe, Dine Tribe, Dine Tribe. The lead plaintiff in the trademark case against the Washington Redskins said the real solution is a name change for the Chiefs. Black Horse attended a protest at a game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Washington Redskins at Arrowhead Stadium. Ugh. I feel bad even saying that. While she was a student at the University of Kansas reporting people yelled, go back to your reservation, we won, you lost, get over it, go get drunk, and so many different slurs. People threw beers. That to me was shocking. I've experienced racism in my lifetime, but to see it outwardly in the open and nobody did anything, it was shocking. Native Americans in Phoenix, Arizona picketed the game between the Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals and have asked the Cardinals management to ban redface, the wearing of headdresses and face paint, protesting what they perceive to be a mockery of Native American culture. A protest took place in Minnesota when the Chiefs played the Vikings on October 18, 2015. The Kansas City Chiefs have flown under the radar, said Norma Renville, the Executive Director of Women's of Nations Community Advocacy Program and Shelter. They are contributing to our cultural genocide. Native Americans at Haskell Indian Nation University in Lawrence, Kansas asked the Chiefs to stop the behavior that invokes stereotypes, such as wearing headdresses and doing the tomahawk chop And after the team made the playoffs in 2016. While there have been efforts to address other issues, such as fans wearing war paint and headdresses, the chop, and accompanying chant, is defended by some local Native Americans. However, in a national survey, half of Native Americans said the tomahawk chop bothered or offended them, rising to 65% among those more engaged in Native traditions. In a statistical analyst of social media comments leading up to Super Bowl LIV, I don't read Roman numerals, Researchers found that many more negative terms associated with the Kansas City team compared to San Francisco. While both teams were referred to in, tr- in terms related to violence, the Chiefs were much more likely to receive insults related to intelligence, and many more insults were specific references to negative Native American stereotypes, such as drunkness and being inbred or extinct. The conclusion drawn was support for Natives being insulted rather than honored by Native American mascots. Okay, so, yeah, a lot to unpack there. It's been a slow brewing controversy here in Kansas City, and it once again has flared up, and I think it's finally, finally time to do something about it, besides just talking about it, because talking hasn't really made any difference, (laughs) it appears. So... This article's got a little bit more. The only thing that I really want to point out uh, is in regards to the response to the change by other teams. So, Deb Holland, the first indigenous U.S. Secretary of the Interior, he's a badass, has called on teams with tribal mascots to change mascots, including the Kansas City Chiefs. Despite Native Americans and national news media statements that they find the practice to be racist, the Chiefs continue many of the behaviors of other teams with Native American names, including fans wearing headdresses and war paint, doing the tomahawk chop, and banging a drum. However, the ban on Native American headdresses and face paint at Arrowhead Stadium went into effect during the 2020 season opener in September 10, 2020. So, yeah, it's pretty fucked up and the fact that there are a lot of people on both sides of the political line who are saying that it's fine is pretty fucked up. So I wanna read some comments from my native homies that I picked up on social media, but first I think we are going to talk about my homies with all the kick-ass groups that I work with. And you should go check out their social media or the website or their brick-and-mortar location just go do something okay i don't even know where i was going with this but anyway here's some ads hey capitalism sucks but revolution records kansas city's old school record and bookstore is part of my community when i'm in kansas city and need a book or a copy of a local band's album i go to revolution records Revolution has a great selection of posters, books, records, tapes, and zines. Plus, they repair music and sound gear. That's pretty dope. Most importantly, Revolution Records is part of the community beyond being a small business. The staff does a great job maintaining an inclusive, accepting, and respectful atmosphere. And they also are active in making Kansas City a better place. Community fundraisers, workshops, events, and meetings all have taken place at Revolution Records, and that's just the stuff I was involved in. So the next time you need a new record to spin or your speaker breaks, go check out Revolution Records, located 1830 Locust Street, Kansas City, Missouri, or at revolutionrecordskc.com. Deep in the swamps of Florida. Honey, is that a new plant? He dwells, waiting Where did those seeds come from, honey? Silently. Oh, my God. What is that thing? Sending seeds and stickers across the country. Ah! And spreading solidarity. Have you lost your mind, honey? We can't move to a sustainable commune in upstate New York. What's wrong with you lately? There's no stopping him. The mighty skunk ape is on Facebook, and he's on a mission. Anarchy! No! Coming to a post office box near you, the Skunk Ape Liberation Union. I just got my hours cut again? How can I pay my bills? Yeah, it sucks, especially since they only pay us minimum wage. But what can we do? Solidarity Man. That's right, fellow workers. It is I, Solidarity Man, champion of the working class. And it sounds like you need a union. A union? That's right. What power on Earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? So, a union makes us strong? That's right. Alone, you can do little to change your situation, but together you can move mountains. And the industrial workers of the world are here to help. Huh? The IWW is a union for all workers, no matter the trade, job, or career, and we want to organize your workplace. Wow, where can we find the IWW? In your hometown. The IWW has branches all over the world. Check out IWW.org to find your local membership board, or join as an at-large member and start your own chapter. After all, our greatest superpower is working together. I must go. I hear another exploited worker calling for help. But remember, the working class and the employing class have nothing in common. Away! So I've been watching this discourse on a lot of my friends' pages. Mostly people who are in favor of changing the name. And I'm always keeping my eye out to see how the indigenous voices land versus the white voices or people who are non-indigenous. So I want to read a few comments on this one thread. Obviously, I'm going to keep the names on the DL. So first off, we've got one person. My friend posted, let's talk Kansas City Chiefs name change. What do you think? Quote, as an indigenous woman, I feel this that it needs to be changed. It's absolutely disgusting that the tomahawk chop is widely used and puts more disrespect on our people and communities than we already have. I can go on and on, but I'll keep it simple. It needs to change. We also have... It's difficult for me to be a fan when so many are offended by the name. I am one who takes offense because I understand the hurt and cruelty caused by the tomahawk chop. We also have, as an indigenous woman, we need to change the name. It's extremely disrespectful, and my people are not your mascot. Stop the chop. Okay, here's one from, I think, from a non-indigenous person. This is pretty funny. Just imagine a German soccer team called the Rabbis. We must reckon with the two genocides at the origin of our nation. Continuing to call sports teams after the people we slaughtered is Holocaust denial. And that's exactly how all this should be seen from here on out. The NFL needs to put out a new rule. No teams are allowed to be named after the people we stole the land from and slaughtered. Stop the chop. Change the name of the teams and stadiums. Get rid of the drums and all indigenous garb. It's so insulting. Very Nazi-like. That's a good point. So I have one other post I wanted to read. And let me find it here. God I, I hate Facebook on my desktop. I have no idea how to how to work this shit. So my buddy, who is indigenous and I feel real bad for him, posted about the name change and his thought quote. I'm so fucking angry. Lost a lot of respect for a whole lot of motherfuckers. I've been dealing with it pretty good this year, but I hit my limit. I wonder how people would feel if the name were the Zulus and everyone was doing the spear chuck instead of the chop. I suppose a lot of people would think that's fine too. We're honoring black people, now pass me the fried chicken. Now I'd like to make it you know, very clear that my friend is anti-racist, and that line is made in... Satire to make a point, and he would never enact those type of thoughts now. So I this actively harms people. And from what I understand, the parade, the victory parade happened yesterday. I didn't go to it because, again, I'm not super big into football or crowds or cold. But the victory parade happened, and from what I've read... Toward the end, they started invoking the tomahawk chop and the chant that goes with it, and of course there were people down there wearing headdresses, and so it's not only that they won, but they couldn't even, or the fans, not the team, the fans couldn't keep their shit together during the victory parade, and this actively harms people. This isn't just a, oh, fuck your feelings, you know, type thing. This actively, this type of thought and imagery actively contributes to the ongoing genocide of our native comrades. From Indian Country Today. So, ictnews.org. By Waklin Estes entitled, Study Finds Only Harmful Effects from Native-Themed Mascots, published on June 15, 2020. So, quote, low self-esteem, low community worth, increased negative feelings of stress and depression. These are some of the negative psychological effects Native American mascots wreak on the well-being of Native Americans, especially youth, according to a new study. The Race, Ethnicity, and Education Journal on June eighth published a study by Laurel, laurel r davis delano phd of springfield college et al it describes findings from a comprehensive review of studies on the psycho- psychosocial effects of native theme mascots Although most people in the United States do not perceive Native American mascots as problematic, all of the academic studies undertaken to study the psychological effect of these mascots demonstrate either direct negative effect on Native American or that these mascots activate, reflect, or reinforce stereotyping and prejudice among non-Native people, said the authors. The study backs growing efforts to eliminate Native American-themed mascots, including a call last week by the mayor of Washington, D.C. to change the names of the professional football team there. The review review described the negative psychological effects for Native students, in particular, lower self-esteem, lower community worth, less capacity to generate achievement-related possible selves, and greater levels of negative effect. As for supporters' claims, such names are meant to honor Native Americans. The authors wrote, there was no evidence from any study that Native American mascots foster positive or beneficial psychosocial effects for Native Americans. Freiberg et al. co-authored another study in which she and her team surveyed a thousand Native Americans. In a recent interview with Indian Country Today journalist Jordan Bennett Begay, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Freiberg said the team's research showed that while Native Americans in our sample generally oppose Native mascots, especially the Washington's team, attitudes varied according to demographic characteristics. For example, age, politics, orientation, education, and the strength of participants' racial-ethnic identification. The study concluded Native mascots are part of a much larger web of phenomena that contribute to oppression faced by Native Americans, and thus it seems clear that these mascots should be eliminated. Now, with that in mind, I want to go ahead and read why that is important. This is from Lakotalaw.org in their news section. Quote, On June 8th, the Race, Ethnicity, and Educational Journal published a study highlighting the outcome of these issues. This dynamic becomes particularly significant when understood in the larger context. Suicide is one of the leading causes of death among Native peoples, and this is the second highest cause of death for Natives 10 to 24, according to the National Indian Council on Aging historical disenfranchisement through genocide and institutional racism has resulted in American Indians and Alaskan Natives experiencing poorer health and socioeconomic outcomes. These social determinants of health intersect to create a situation that is detrimental to the physical and mental health of Indian communities. Cultural disconnection, alienation, and pressures to assimilate all contribute to higher rates of suicide among American Indians and Alaskan Natives. End quote. Now, there's also something to be said, and I talked a little bit about this in one of my previous episodes, but the fact that the indigenous reservations, at least in America, also have the highest rates of poverty in the country, the highest rates of alcoholism in the country, and the highest rates of a significant part of their female population being murdered and disappearing. So at the end of this, and in the in the episode description, I'm gonna put some links up where we can help with various indigenous causes, but things like, that's how things like the Kansas City Chief's name change directly continues the genocide that's going on today. You have this racist name that is supported by people who do racist things, natives see that and see their other conditions imposed upon them by the United States and get depressed about it. And a lot of them turn to things like drinking or suicide. And this is an ongoing problem. When we talk about the genocide of the Native Americans, we tend to, like that article pointed out earlier, tend to talk about it in past tense, like this didn't, this didn't, or this already happened. It's not still going on. When we know that the death tolls from suicide, from alcoholism, from extreme poverty, from being murdered, are all a lot higher in those communities and makes it an ongoing genocide. It's more of a cultural genocide than an out-and-out, like how we murdered all the natives in the first place with the army and citizens, militias, and such, but it's a genocide nonetheless. And I'm not going to get into, wade into the Harry Potter waters until I've got a, got a trans person here to have that conversation, but it's kind of the same thing where if you're going to support the, the name of the chiefs or a video game, And don't be surprised when the people who are in those oppressed groups don't trust you anymore. They're not saying that people who support the Chiefs as a team are racist. They're saying, though, that the name is racist and the traditions are racist. And you can't really separate the two. There's no, okay, well, we'll just rebrand the Chiefs. We'll keep the name. We'll make them fire Chiefs or whatever. Like, that's a good idea and concept. But... The named chiefs is ingratiated into Kansas City society, and even in 50 years if they change the imagery to say fire chiefs, you'll still see people who will harken back to the Native American imagery that's so problematic and harmful. So I think that's going to wrap it about up. I'm kind of running out of steam, and honestly I'm getting tired of trying to say chiefs over and over. Fun fact, I actually had some serious speech impediments when I was a child and thanks to publicly funded speech therapy, I still have some of those impediments, I'm sure you guys hear those here and there, but I managed to work through a lot of them and one of them that was always a trouble for me is my CHs, which is kind of shitty because my name started with ch as a kid and i got teased about it a lot but you can understand why it takes me a little more actual mental effort to say the word chiefs over and over without getting it messed up so i'm gonna go ahead and call this episode and to my native homies who are listening i just want you guys to know that i love you i see you i appreciate your pain and i'm empathizing, I, your pain is justified, your pain is valid, and this is one of those causes that I will continue to fight for along with uh, land back and other anti-colonial measures. So speaking of that, a few groups that you can support on particularly indigenous issues is... Okay, so we've got the Not in Our Honor Coalition made up of local Native American leaders and organizations. Uh, you can find them at endracismkc.org. You can also support, help support awareness and direct action for missing and murdered indigenous women in the USA at mmiwusa.org. And also, I've spoke about this before, but you can donate to the Crazy Horse Memorial in the Black Hills. We did a whole conversation about that a year or two ago, Um, but you can donate to that as well at crazyhorsememorial.org. Finally, if you have indigenous friends or comrades or family, I just urge you to listen to them. And definitely, if you're not indigenous, put what they... Think above your own thoughts and feelings. So, it's what we can do to help, and we should help because of everything we just talked about, and because our only hope is each other. So, you can find me, Red Leg Revolution, on the socials, on YouTube, Facebook, Red Leg Pod, on Twitter. I can support the show on Anchor FM or through Patreon at Red Leg Pod. in